He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I talk to a different Facebook friend every episode. Go to awkwardwithevan.com for old episodes, and we're on social at Awkward with Evan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Apple Podcasts, write a review, five-star us, share us, as well as Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. So um, where we're at now is obviously with everything going on, we have a new term that has broken through into the mainstream. That term is a Karen. And I thought, what better time to get one of my Facebook friends named Karen onto the podcast? And I technically did not do that. I got Karen. So we're going to engage in that and uh, we're going to play a game. And I will find out once and for all is Karen a Karen. So without further ado, here's my talk with a producer, creative person. She's in commercials. She's filmed documentaries. This is Karen Lavender. Okay. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel, and we have another Facebook friend that has been willing to join me. Um, It's a bit topical. Her name, at least visually, uh, is getting a lot of attention right now all over the world. So I wanted to talk to one of my Facebook friends that had that same name, but we don't pronounce it that way. She was ahead of the curve. She knew this would be a problem in 2020. She is the <laughs> Bill Gates of name pronunciation. Please welcome Karen Lavender. Hello there. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. It's good. This is going to be our first legitimate conversation we're ever going to have. I, I love it. <laughs> good. So, so right now you're in Florida. You're in Clearwater. I'm in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Oh, Tampa Bay. Okay. So yeah. yes, it did. It did break my heart. WrestleMania was supposed to be in Tampa Bay this year, and instead, <laughs> instead of seventy thousand people in your football stadium, uh, they were just indoors in Orlando in a small building with no people. Anyway, I know. How how are over. That's what? That's how it is all over. Yes, that is. How now I think it's the world. It, it is. Now how is it your so I just I never knew exactly what country you are from. You're from South Africa. I'm from South Africa. So when did you come yep. to America? I came here in two thousand um I actually moved to LA in two thousand five. Right. That's when I met you and Gary. Yes. Because I was you guys were shooting me doing a video. And uh yeah. And then we just kind of uh overlapped in circles throughout the years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I was, yeah. I always wanted to come to LA to do film and D- did you, know, you did you do that stuff in South Africa before? Yes, straight out of school. I was on a um I went straight on to a film set where a lot of um Zulu warriors were being filmed whoa and then i went into tv where i was um, an assistant editor and then i went onto that same film afterwards with all the zulu warriors 
and I was working on that for eight months. And then I was offered a job in LA yeah. um, to come with my editor and go and do a feature film, which is what my dream was. That was my next step. And mm-hmm. then unfortunately, I think I was too young and, you know, uh, naive and I fell in love with a guy and ended up following him down down in South Africa and <laughs> kind of went off track. <laughs> and but, but, and but, then when I realized, <laughs> sorry, did you? No, then you came back to LA uh, again? No, I was never in LA. Oh. I wanted to go. I, I didn't go because he said, well, it's either me or LA. Oh. And if you go to LA, we're breaking up. Oh. And I was, I thought that he was more important than my entire career. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I learned that he wasn't and we broke up, I kind of had to get back into the, onto track of what I wanted to do and get myself to LA a different route. And I did. And I got into commercial production and that's what I've been doing ever since. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. That's what, that's what Kelly did to me. She was in LA. She's like, you have to move or else. So I moved. Uh, it happens. At least she moved you to LA. Yes. They didn't move me from LA. Like we're now going to Fargo. No, we're not going to <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota. Um, yeah. Wow. So, so it's been mostly commercials. And then how did you end up back in Florida or in Florida for the first? Well, you know, we have a, place on the water here which is kind of a, 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 a I don't know a vacation spot yeah and when COVID-19 hit we were here because it you know we were actually here at the time and then we decided to just stay yeah and not come back to LA because I hear so many kind of stories about <laughs> LA being so um, like I don't know if I'm hearing it to be way worse than it actually is but I thought, I don't know if it's going to be any fun to go back to L.A. at this point. So I think I'll just stay here for a little. <laughs> uh, you just... might be right. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it seems like they're greasing the wheels a little bit here. But, you know, you would be, you would be fine. And I mean, can you work, do you need to work, is remote okay for you? Or would you need to be in L.A. for commercial production when they do produce again on sets? Yeah, exactly. So, as you know, the whole film industry sort of shut down anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I direct and I also produce. Okay. And I also am an editor. So, there's a lot of stuff I can do um, from here. But with, I mean, you know, with everything shutting down, it was like, why am I rushing back? Are there are there certain movies that you've seen that you're like, wow, I would have loved to have helped produce that? Like, oh my gosh, I could have so I could tell by the way this thing was put together, I would have been a a great exec on this thing. Well, I can tell you one of my favorite films is actually a South African film. Oh, what is it? District District Nine. Did you ever see it? Yes, I did. I I actually just had it in a tweet about something because in the parks in like San Francisco and New York, they now have these human circles. You have to like stay in your little circle in the park. They're like, oh, really? it, they're enforcing just like, you know, social distancing at the park. So it's almost like a, a district nine setup. Okay. Where yeah. you gotta like, gotta play duck, duck goose with yourself and just run around the circle. I know. 
it's 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 kind of like a little surreal. And I know there's been the most explosive amounts of debates on social media oh, about yeah. who's who's right and who's wrong. Um, yeah, the so. the key is how do you not directly further an argument? Or how do you kind of like slide on through like, don't mind me, I'm just posting a silly photo. So <laughs> you got to you gotta navigate a little bit. Um, yeah, I've mean, had many debates about it over this podcast. Yes. Um, did, now with, with this District 9, I remember it was a great movie. I think the guy was like, I don't know if he was like bitten by something or he had like some kind of infection and then he pretty much... Was there ever a sequel that was made, or was there one going to be made? Uh, no, there hasn't been a sequel. Oh. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It was a, it was very compelling to me. It actually was interesting because the reason I loved it so much is I felt like there was no one in the audience that could feel that they were completely guiltless in being um, prejudiced, right? Because you. You just, when you first started with the film, you just couldn't stand the creatures. Yeah. Men, the prawns. Yes. And then end, by the end, you kind of couldn't stand the, the normal people. And <laughs> you kind of were feeling really like you liked the prawns, you know, and yes. as they were called in, in the film. And, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I didn't even notice my my prejudice in the beginning. Right. I just was like, I don't like them. They're ugly and, you know, they're, they're other creatures. And then by the end, I really liked them. And I thought that is an exact example of prejudice. Mm -hmm. And and I thought, I don't know how many other people felt the way that I did, but it is it was such a great, it didn't preach prejudice, but it made you feel it. And you realized that you just judge people or, you know, that aren't like you. You know, you, is it, there's like a, a lack of security or something. I don't know. That's how I felt. Yeah. Maybe it's just because from South Africa and I'm, you know. Are you are you drawn to that theme? Like those themes, usually you're looking for like the big, you know, inju social injustice in movies that, that you're drawn to more or does it just depend on a, a great story being put together? It's definitely, for me, got to be a great story, but I really – think that if you can tell a great story about social injustice, I do feel very drawn to that. Yeah. Because um, film is such a powerful medium, mm -hmm. and I think it's amazing that you can kind of bring people's awareness up. You know, Neil Blomkamp, who did that film, he did another one called Elysium after that. Which That's was really what I was well thinking. Done. Yeah, it reminded me of that movie as well. Like, it's a class it structure. Yeah, but it didn't draw me as much, you know, and I think um, I felt like the first film was just way more, had a lot more um, raw kind of yeah. integrity. Oh, there you was know? like a, it was more gimmicky Elysium, I felt like, of like yeah, getting exactly. up there and using the contraptions and seeing how the rich live and up the, you know, the metaphor. Um, what is there much, was there again, growing up a lot of social injustice you were part of where you were in South Africa or? Oh yeah. I, I was, I was the evil white person in <laughs> growing up in apartheid. Wow. I was a kid, but I was still, you know, I, I still was 
on that side of the fence. Yeah. You know? I, I was only so, in it, South Africa, like, well, I was in South Africa one time. I went, uh, in-laws won a safari. <laughs> so they stayed in, you know, Cape Town maybe. And then we went to Joburg for a little. And then there was like a, just a safari. I forgot what it was called, but that was not probably real South Africa, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, South Africa, yeah. There are some five-star safaris that kind of really, you know, you don't ever feel, um, you don't really ever feel the real South Africa, but I must tell you those safaris are the best of South Africa and they're amazing and they yep. do actually show yep. what is so incredible about it. Um, you know, just growing up the way I did, you know, in, in white South, you know, as a white person in South Africa, mm-hmm. I was very active, you know, as, as I went, as I got older into the arts and I, you know, definitely my first film that I made straight out of school was about a choreographer who, and I'm going to say white because at that time there was still apartheid and, um, she would go into these communities that were black communities that had no access to dance and mm-hmm. um, the kind of dance that she was doing sort of theater dance and she was teaching them. So it was very, um, breaking barriers and I was following her around and filming her and I made a documentary film about her and I found it so important and fascinating and amazing what she was doing. And I personally was very, um, always very uh, inspired by the Zulu culture, particularly I loved, loved, loved it. And, um, I think South Africa is an incredibly exceptional place. And I actually want to go back there and, and make a film sometime. I just I just love it. It's so special. Like when you get there, you just feel the energy, you know? Is there uh is that documentary that was a finished thing? Is that is that posted somewhere or let me let me tell you what I did with that documentary. Okay. <laughs> I made it on Super 8 film, believe it or not. Oh wow. And the so there was just one copy. And as what had happened was I had finished editing it and then I moved it. I was, you know, I was funnily enough, it was to do with that guy as well. The one that said, if you go to LA, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> um, I moved in with him and I actually in the move lost the film. Oh no. It was heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. So because I filmed it on super eight. Yeah. And it, I didn't have a copy of it yet. I lost the whole film. It was. It only exists in my memory now. Oh. And and the, but the experience was so rich. You know, it was so. Because I love dance, I love music, and I love traditional African music. It just, I love it. Yeah. So it it was all centered around that. Um, yeah. Anyways. No, I mean, I saw a similar thing for, uh, it was about the Yamamamo when I was teaching, when I was tutoring, I was tutoring like, uh, some culture class with someone this year and the Yamamamo are like the most primitive tribe in South America. And you just watching how they like, they'll just go and they'll kill other tribes or, but they were also into like, you know, hallucinogenics to kind of get them through things. And, uh, 
it is they're very sad. They're definitely hunters and gatherers, like hunter or gatherer type. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's fascinating because you know, there's a whole like third of the world at least that that lives like that still, and we mm-hmm. just we're just so in this other plane. And, it's uh, a third world. No, it's like that. Well, probably that tribe is like a third. I was saying like a third of the world. Like there's probably like of all like the. Like obviously we have like modern society and urban areas and suburbs, but I'm sure like yeah. like in you know deep Africa or South America, there's like probably just so many tribes that, you know, they just still they do they do their own traditional thing compared yeah. to what we're used to. I mean, it's really, it's I don't know. I just find it amazing. Like these, when you think of all the different people and cultures all around the world and, and all their, yeah, their, yeah, their traditions yeah, and what they do and how they dress and, and, and what's important and what's not important and their music and their, I don't, I don't know. I just find it, I, I find it really fascinating, really. Fa- I, I find people fascinating. And there's, there's another film actually out of South Africa that I loved and it actually won, um, the Oscar in 2006. It's a mm-hmm. film called Totsi, which is T-S-O-T-S-I. Okay. And a Totsi is really the, the, a name for like a bad, a, a bad person, like a criminal right. or a thug or, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's a, a film that was directed by Gavin Hood, who's a nut. I think he went on to do X-Men and Wolverine and whatever, but he did this incredible film Mm -hmm. about a kid who became, he was, you know, a carjacker. Yeah. Hijacking is a big thing in South Africa. Um, but it tells a very human story about his life behind the scenes. And I had actually done another, um, filmed in South Africa in some squatter camps and we had security with us because it wasn't really safe. Mm -hmm. And my personal security guy, when I'd finished filming, I said to him, so what do you do? Because he was taking me around the squatter camp. You know what a squatter camp is? No. It's like a shanty town. Well, okay. Squatters are people that live on, on, on land that they don't belong to. And then they make these, like tin shacks and they live in them. Hmm. And I was filming in this community and um, this guy was sort of my bodyguard for lack of a better better (laughs) word. He was (laughs) taking me around and and the crew around. And I asked him afterwards, I said, what do you do? He says, in normal, the normal world. And he said, I'm a hijacker. I said, I steal people's cars. (laughs) 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 And what he told me this story when he was 16 years old, he was a soccer star and he was invited on scholarship to um, Brazil. But then his grandmother and his parents, his mom or his grandmother, um, no, his mom died of AIDS. And then it was his grandmother and his younger son, brother and him. And then I think the grandmother died. Mm-hmm. So he had to give up his soccer career to look after his little brother. And he had no, he was like 16 or something at the time. So he turned to crime to survive. 
Wow. And that's why Totsi film meant like was so like I got so emotionally affected by it because this Totsi guy was the guy that was taking me around when we were filming it. He was like that. And um, anyways, um, it's an interesting country and a lot of amazing people there. Anyway. Oh, that's great. That's my, my Africa stories Let's for get, now. We'll get another documentary down there. Okay, we're going to get back with my talk with Karin. But first, I want to talk to you about a couple of ways uh, to support the podcast. If you'll see in the show notes, I have some merch, some socially awkward merch on teespring.com. You can go there. You can search the awkward is real, awkward with Evan, and you'll find my stuff. Free shipping with the promo code awkward, as well as um, supporting the podcast directly by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. That way, uh, supporters like you can help out creators like me to continue to do this uh, unrestrained. Um, there are reward tiers to become a member of my awkward army. Um, have a look, um, exclusive posts, and uh, all that fun stuff. But now let's get back to Karin. Um, yeah. Then we can then we can play the game now. I was going to play a game with you then, um, because obviously, as Karen, Pernet's yes. visually Karen, we yeah. have we have a lot. There's a lot going on with that name, much to the dismay of people actually named Karen. So, since you're you've, you're ahead of the curve, you're Karen. I, <laughs> I I might write a song for myself, comedy wise, called Karen, but I would like to maybe play a short game with you where I was kind of asking for people's feedback, like what makes someone a Karen? So I'm uh-huh. gonna, we're going to play a game called is Karen a Karen? So I'm going to ask you various questions uh-huh. that are, that are identifiable with Karens. And we're going to uh-huh. see if we're going to see if you check off those boxes or not. Okay. Okay. And you can be as honest or silly as you want or lie. It's up to you. <laughs> First one is Karen a Karen. Are you self-righteous? Well, I actually find that a fairly offensive question. That's okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. That might be a yes. I don't know. Okay. Um, are you unforgivable? Unforgivable or unforgiving? Unforgivable. Like, I don't know. We can skip that oh. one. If, if, okay. If in a store, are you very, and you're not happy in that store, would you try to speak to the manager? Oh, absolutely. And if the manager didn't help me, I would be going to the CEO. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, next. Not necessarily, but okay. Okay, go what on. other situation? Um, if someone, if a guy came, uh, was on, if you're on the checkout line of a grocery store and then a guy behind you had one item and if he asked to cut you in line because he had only one item, would you let him cut you? Absolutely. Oh, that's very nice. Okay. Would, would you tip the pizza delivery... I would actually probably offer to let him go. Oh, that's very, that, that's good. Good answer. Yeah. Okay. What, if, if you ordered pizza, would you tip the delivery guy? Definitely. Okay. Very good. Um, would you, would you need me to talk quietly if you had a headache? Um, I need you to talk quietly if I had a headache. Oh, you had a headache. No, I had like, a, no if wait. you had a headache and I was talking, would I, you be like, keep it down? Um, I might be even worse than that. I might leave the room. Okay, good. All right, good. Okay, let's see. Um, let's see. Let's find another. There's one or two others. I thought I had one more question. Um, oh, 
Would you shush children on a playground? No. Okay, good. Okay. No, I love children. Good. I, thi- I, love, I love the sound of children playing. It's like, I, I, I don't know, don't you love it? It's kind of so um, liberated. Yeah, because like, as schools are going to hopefully open, one of the, the lists of guidelines that came out is that no playground, no gym, eat lunch in your classroom, don't switch teachers during the day. It's very strange. You see, you see now the that's where I that's where my protest would come out. Yeah, because I I don't agree with that. Yes. I really don't. Yes, and I, I would definitely want to speak to the manager about that. Yes, <laughs> that's okay. That is the most popular example that was mentioned to me about Karens. But I but basing it on all your other answers, I don't think you're a Karen. I think Karen is not a Karen. So that's my conclusion. Oh, okay. That's a good but thing. But wait. Okay. Yes, I know. Uh, hey, but the but I wasn't. I was actually joking when I said I'd call the manager and speak oh. to the CEO. No. But isn't that that's what you want to do though? Like, I mean, when we have like laws we don't like, we want to like write to the legislators. Like, you know, come on, we're not happy with this law. That's it's okay if you do that. It's more about how you ask to speak to the manager. Maybe. I was. I was actually. Um, I don't even know what that question was. I okay. was kind of just. That's fine. Kind of giving you the, That's fine. A Karen. Not not a problem. That was that was but, a, that was a Karen answer for Karen. Yeah. Okay. I was totally doing it. But overall, but you're I'm not a Karen. You're you you pass as a Karen. Oh, good. Uh, but I have a question about the the playground. Yes. What does a Karen say? I think a Karen would be someone that would they would be filming people and be like, "Look at those people. They're not wearing masks right now." Or keep it apart six okay. feet. Please measure. This is only five feet. We need six feet. So they're very um, particular. Is that is that really what they do? That's awful. Uh, there there are some social Sorry. media videos floating around where that's happening. But at the same I, anyway, time, it can be used on the other side as well. I suppose it could be like a yeah an activist. You can't do this to the children. Yes. Don't do this to the children. Yes, that's right. It depends on how the if Karen's band together. It seems like it's more of just a, a lone like hall monitor type. Yeah, but I have a question. Like, the, it's just kind of interesting to me. Like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like that. Oh, sure. Or not. Sure. And, I, and they come. It's sort of so weird because it's like people. Anyway, I suppose it's just, just weird. Yes, to... that's the name that broke through to symbolize that kind of uh, the, those set of traits. Um, I can yeah. I can see if there's a, a decent, I would not look up in a regular dictionary. I probably would look up in an actual, uh, oh, these are some other Karen things on Urban Dictionary. Um, w- would you ever give raisins to kids on Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, if, if, if the ref during your kid's soccer game made a mistake, would you threaten to sue? Definitely not. Okay, good. Yeah, let's see. Any other, uh, let's see. This is an example sentence with Karen. Oh my God, Karen, do you really have to talk to the Burger King manager every time they forget to give you a ketchup packet? Yeah, That's, I mean, okay. I, I, I would, I would definitely call the manager if something was blatantly out. If and no, and I had someone who was really not helping. Yeah. But I, it's not like a matter of course. I, I think you're safe. 
Um, I think you're safe here. Um, okay. Now, do you have any questions for me? This is our first ever conversation. There's a lot I didn't know about you before. Is there anything you'd like to know about me or ask me as, as the producer yourself now? Well, I wanted to ask you, do you know where the Karen people live? There's a, there's a thing, there's a group called the Karen tribe. Did you know that? No. I mean, my yep. guess is Orange County. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> no, they, they're actually a people that live mostly in the hills bordering the eastern mountainous region of um, Myanmar, Burma. Oh, so yeah. this, this is a whole actually, Oh, Karen yeah. tribe in Thailand. I'm looking it up right now in Burma. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. and they have, uh, they have long necks. I see that. Because they put around their necks. South Myanmar. Interesting. Well, hopefully they'll yeah. meet American Karens and then we'll see what happens. Fascinating. And, and do you know what? And then, do you know that what Karen means? No, I don't. Oh, wait. Uh, no, I don't. Karen translation. Let's see. Do we have that meaning of the word? No, English. Got to look this up. What do you do? It means pure. Pure? Well, that's good. <laughs> so there's no nothing adulterated about their behavior. It's just it's pure, <laughs> pure Karen. Okay. Uh, anyways. anyways, all right. So yeah, now you're running for for office. Oh, aren't I already. You? It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it was a good shot. What I, do you mean? I did. I did a thousand times the work of the other person, but. The problem was I was not one of the two major parties. So while many people knew about me and while I continued to promote myself, uh, I have profiles for my political side. Uh, I'm not going to be in the general election. So I'll, 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 I, maybe I took it a little for granted, but I thought I did a lot. I did better than I thought I would do, but. That's really well done, but maybe you need to be more of a Karen. I should. I should. Maybe <laughs> I should. I should have gone around door to door, even though there was lockdowns going on. And yeah. Yeah, you should have. That's what and was missing. <laughs> okay, no, well, that's great. And then obviously a, a great comedian. Yes. And what are your what are your plans now? Like, how is your life affected by uh, this? I do tutoring. I, I tutor a lot. I tutor a lot of kids online. Um, I did create... I might try to do some comedy virtually. Um, but if I was going to do something virtually, I created a, a coronavirus dangerous environment kind of talk that's kind of ready to go. And I did it to oh. one college. So I'll, I'm promoting that. I'm going to promote that over the summer. And, uh, when, when you say a dangerous talk, what do you, like what I you did, mean? I took the solutions to a dangerous environment course. Oh, so it's not a joke. No, a, I I a, made it. No, it's like a serious like here's the media what the media does and here are some things you can do to make the environment seem less dangerous. I can still be wow. funny during it, Amazing. but yeah, I made a whole full on PowerPoint and everything. Yep. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, and I made um I have uh COVID themed clothing at the COVID collection where it's all like kind of like humorous COVID clothes. So, yeah. Oh, what, are the, what do 
clothes look like? Like, a mix? like no, like no, it's more like you know, I put stuff on there, like saying "hug me, I tested negative," like a shirt says that, or like practice media distancing, clothes like that. So practice media distancing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, I can use that image in the in your in the interview when I promote it. Oh, and now wait, you're sending. That's the wrong one. That's vitamin C. Oh, you're per- these are- Yes. Wait, 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 wait. I, I was screen grabbing something for you. Hold on. Okay. Those are just vitamins. Oh, that, what that is, yeah. is I really like good vitamins to take for, um, to boost your immune system. So right. that might be a, that might be a Karen thing. <laughs> yeah, can be. Yes. Um, we have, yeah, I definitely have those. That's, those are good. And oh, no, that was, yeah. But those are generally just what you're you're sending to people. That's not like that's not a Karen. A, a, that's a Karen thing, not a Karen. I, thing. I wasn't sending that to anyone. I was just, I was actually sending it to my mom. But here we go. Okay, send it to me instead. That's okay. Oh, there it is. The name Karen is a girl's name of Danish origin, meaning pure. Very nice. It's a Danish variation of Catherine. Well, we learned something today. <laughs> this is good. Okay. There you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to then let you get back to your Florida stuff, but is there anything you would like to share or promote as we're going to do? Yeah, well, I am in the same way as you are doing things to help people on educating them on the coronavirus. I, you know, I've, I don't know if you know, but if you've seen any of the stuff that's uh, – Directed, I did a whole campaign for Ram Trucks oh, wow. last year, um, where was all over the country, just going in on all sorts of different Ram truck owners, mm-hmm. which are a lot of kind of I don't want to say salt of the earth, but like real, like just small business owners, people that love to that love America, that that work, you know, they have small businesses and they. They just, I was in Washington State and Oregon and um, Chicago and Nashville and Phoenix and Vegas and, and just going and really learning about the lives of people that are really the, the whole backbone of this country. And I feel really strongly about small business owners and supporting small business owners. So, oh, yeah. so I did a, a bunch, a whole campaign for ram trucks some people still call it dodge ram right like they don't know that's just ram <laughs> and then you know a tv uh, it went into the farming did a whole bunch of stuff on, on farmers for for ram as well and i have had a real amazing time just meeting people from all walks of life in america yeah. After, after I became a it was directly after I became a citizen actually. When was that? I, I got um that was like 2018 around oh, July. Wow. Oh wow. Then I just went on a whole tour around America into the lives of all sorts of Ameri- American people and Americana and whatever <laughs> you know just America. Yeah. America. America. And and but I love people. I love spotlighting people so you know i do that i can see see some of my stuff good and i loved spotlighting you so this worked out well Um, yeah there's a you can you can i have a website karen 
lavender.com. Okay, we'll put it in the notes. All right, nice. cool. All right, this was nice chat. Yes, nice chat. Stick around for one second, but for for the interview, for the sake of the interview, thank you for coming on socially awkward. Thanks, Evan. Yes. All right, I want to thank Karen Lavender for coming on the podcast and seeing if she was really a Karen in disguise. Uh, I will share some of her stuff in the show notes. Um, you can get more of this podcast at awkwardwithevan.com, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, awkwardwithevan, and uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. And uh, it's all there. We're going to keep going. So many people to talk to. Here's some things we can do while we're all locked down. So stay awkward because you know I will. Bye. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.